What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy you're here with me today. For my time zone, we're Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we're here on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm so happy to have another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen and to have you along with me. We've got a really cool topic today. Master the past for power in the present. When that title came to me, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Didn't quite understand what we we're going to be talking about. But my, my last mm, just over an hour has been very interesting and giving me lots of things that we could possibly talk about over the next hour that we're here together. It is fabulous how when you make a commitment to yourself and then the commitment is to you as well, to the people who, who are watching live with me now and to those who watch the repeats later on, that when I make these commitments, so much changes in my life. I'm given many opportunities for new learnings, I'm giving lots of opportunities to experiment, to check things out, and then put it all together, try and sort through it, and then share it with you. And part of my human design, and for those of you who aren't familiar with human design, it's an, an amazing and very detailed body of work that talks about why you're here, your purpose, how you're supposed to do things. Like It's, it's very, very in-depth. Uh, one of our hosts, Jennifer Kramer Lewis um, has her show now focused on human design. So you can always tune in on Mondays or go to the replays for those. They're fascinating. But one of the aspects of mine is that I am to have a bit of trial and error. I'm to experiment. I'm to try things, new things, figure out what works and what doesn't, and then share it. So what better way to share all of these experiences than here? having a podcast and a TV show. So I have a fair number of experiences that I could possibly share with you over our next hour together. It's really, really important, I think, that by the time this show is done, that you have a really good understanding of what happens when we go back into the past with our thinking. and the benefits of being present in the moment. And the two are very tied together and how they are tied together, how they're entangled together will strongly influence your success with being present in the moment. They'll influence how much power you can have being present in the moment or the other way how little you're able to draw on from your personal power in the present moment. There's benefits and pitfalls when we look towards our past. There's benefits and pitfalls when we look towards our future as well, depending on how we do that. 
And I'm not going to get into that too much today. Um, that might be another show now that I'm thinking about it. But there is definitely a way to navigate how we can still remember things from our past and be here in the moment now. So when you think about the past, what comes up for you? What does the past give you? Memories? Some great, some maybe not so pleasant. You will get evidence that supports your belief systems when you look back, because that's the mind's job. Sometimes when we think into the past or put ourselves back in a situation or a scenario, we can maybe feel sad. We may not feel very good about it. We could have the opposite. We could feel great. We could have lots of endorphins running and happy hormones that are being released. We could have questions or worries brought back forward to us that maybe we didn't have resolution for. We could have trepidation. We could have excitement. And remember, when you're excited and when you're feeling fear or anxiety, your body's going to respond the same way. And I've said this in numerous shows. So you need to know the difference. What are you experiencing? So the past isn't all bad. It has information for us. It's how we handle it. What do we do with it? How attached are we to it? And that is really important. How attached are you to your past, to past events, to people that perhaps have passed away? When I was getting ready for the show today, uh, and some of you may have heard me say this before, but I always ask my body, what would you like to wear today? So on Wednesdays, I get to ask it twice. So first thing in the morning, okay, body, what would you like to wear? And then I ask again when I'm getting ready for the show. Very clearly, I immediately saw the image of this shirt. So I thought, okay, great, we'll wear that. And then what popped in next was pearls. Now I have a couple of different ways that I could wear pearls. But when I, so when I went to my jewelry box, I'm looking saying, okay, which ones am I wearing today, body? What ones would you like? It was these earrings and this ring. And these actually were my mother's. Now in, Jul in June, sorry, mom will have died 20 years ago. There was a time when wearing this jewelry was difficult for me to do because I was attached to the past with it. It was hers. I brought her energy back when I would think about it or put it on. And to be honest, that often was unpleasant for me. It didn't make me feel really good having her jewelry on. I've dealt with that. I've cleared a whole bunch of stuff around that. And now I can wear it and, right? I mean, it makes sense that my body's saying wear this today with the topic. And I wear it fully present and enjoy wearing it because these pieces are mine. They belong to somebody else, yes. But now, energetically, I've cleared them. Energetically, I have done the work to clear the attachments that I had to those old feelings. And now I wear them and they're mine. That may be a little complicated. 
And if so, you know, maybe let me know. Send me an email, right? Karen at karenlesley.ca. And perhaps if I get some inquiries, I might do a show a little bit more specific on this. But it was really important for me to be able to enjoy the jewelry that I was gifted from my dad in my present day. So I hope that makes sense. <laughs> if you're watching live, um, you know, please put anything in the chat room if you like, or, you know, you can always join the chat room, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room, and you can be here and ask questions in person. So that was kind of a segue. I wasn't quite sure where it was going to go when I had put the jewelry on earlier, but uh, that is one example of how looking back towards our past can influence what we're doing in the present. I'm going to give you one more that happened just a bit ago as well. And I was thinking about something in the past. It, it didn't have anything to do with the jewelry because I didn't have it on at that moment. Uh, I hadn't started to get ready for the show. But I was not in the present moment with my thinking. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, thinking of something in the past. I was also very aware of some entity present and they were not actually super happy with my show today. And I'm not sure what it is that they don't want me to say, but I've done the clearing work on that. But what happened, I was emptying the dishwasher and my husband's favorite uh, beer glass was in there. And as I'm taking it out, I saw it break, but I didn't catch the accident quick enough to prevent it. So the glass broke. And I immediately stopped and just let the glass fall wherever it was going to fall. I looked around, saw where all the pieces were. So I knew that I was safe because it was a quite a fine crystal. And I knew if I didn't handle it correctly, I could get a very good cut. That wouldn't have been great, right? To be distracted by that while I'm on my show. So what I did is I went, all right, what, what was I thinking? What caused me to not be present in the moment? Because an accident only happens when you're not being present. If you're present and aware, which I almost was enough because I saw the accident before it happened, but I, not enough time for me to react and prevent it. And where did I want to go with this? So there was an energy of they, I'm not supposed to speak about this topic. The glass breaking was a distraction. It was meant to throw me off my game. It didn't. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's all cleaned up. You know, we can get another glass. It's not a big deal. So when you are not present in the moment, you open yourself up to all kinds of different entanglements that can throw you off, cause difficulties or problems, and perhaps even cause an injury. So how do we work with things that are in the past and staying present and staying safe? I know for me, uh, years ago, people would say, and I still hear people say it even today, you know, there's there's lessons to be learned. Whatever it is happening, if it's not going well for you or you don't like it or there's something wrong, 
then there's a lesson there for you. When you say that, then you're going to go to, ah, what's the lesson here for me? And often we go backwards. Often we go to thinking in the past as to what that can be instead of staying present. When we do that, it actually keeps us kind of spinning and staying in the same spot. If you use the word why in your question, then you are definitely going to spin and spiral. Anyone who's known a two-year-old or a three-year-old knows that you can ask why oh, at nauseum forever. Always you can ask another why question. So please don't do that. But when you start to look back and say, okay, what's my lesson? You can get so focused on trying to find what the lesson is that you miss what's happening in the present moment. Hope that makes sense to you. We, it's really important that we stay present and that we visit memories and that we visit future. But majority of our time is spent in the here and the now. This is where we make the changes. This is where we lay the foundry, take the steps and begin to manifest and put into place and actualize what we want next. It's not by hanging out there all the time. And yes, there is a lot of um, people who talk about being your future self in order to manifest it. And I do that. I, I truly do do that. But I spend the majority of my time present because I need to understand what is in my way from attaining the future self. What is there that's preventing me from truly embodying it? If I was able to embody who I'd like to be for my future self, she'd be here now. She's not where... I want her to be yet. I am not the future self I wish to be yet. So something's in my way. And it's by being present that I'll get those answers. This is going in a completely different direction than I was expecting for today's show. And that's going to be okay. We will, I am one that follows the energy and we'll see what happens as we go along. Before we go to our break, I need to... Wow, time's flying by. I need to just say one more thing. That when we go back to the, present, to the past and we go back to a time, a situation, positive, negative, it doesn't matter. When you hook back in and energetically connect to something in the past, energetically, you can bring that energy back to you in this moment then you're reliving and you're holding on to those energies from the past. That will not enable you to move forward into the future. That will keep you from, from even being present with where you are now when you're holding on to the energies from the past. I hope that makes sense. All right. We're going to come back to this after the break because... I really want to explain that a little bit more because there are times when we really wish to connect into the past. And that's like with grief and trauma where there's so much energetic pull that I think we should spend a little bit of time on that. So after our break, please come back after these commercials and we'll talk about grief and trauma a little bit and our past and what it does to us in our present moment. 
So I'm Karen Leslie. You're joining me here on the Inspired Choices Network for Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And I'm thrilled to have you here. So please don't go away. And as I said, grief and trauma. We're going to look at that when we return. All right, everyone. We'll be right back. Thanks. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy you're here with me. You know, in that commercial, it talked about ease and efficiency in getting your message across. And I'm just going to do another plug for Inspired Choices Network because I think they're amazing. And yes, ease and efficiency is 100% accurate. The team here is phenomenal. I just show up. Like, I truly, I show up. They've got everything ready. They put everything out for me. Like, it really is simple, enjoyable. And I can't think of a better way to get my message out to you, to those who are listening to Cultivating Kindness, than with the Inspired Choices Network. So there we go. But anyways, grief and trauma. These are two times in our lives or two experiences that we have, not just times in our lives, because we could have each of these happen numerous times through our life. And they are both ones that can have a lot of difficulty and struggle for people to move through them for various reasons. And I'm not going to get into all of the reasons, but what I want to make the point of is there's nothing wrong with thinking about a loved one that's passed away. There's nothing wrong with looking at uh, a situation of trauma or abuse and looking at how you would like this to, to heal, and maybe what support or help you need in that healing. What is required from my perspective is that you do these things consciously. So know that you wish to think about someone who's passed away. 
or a pet that's passed away, whatever it might be, whatever it is that's bringing grief to you. Consciously choose to sit and remember, reminisce, look at pictures, uh, put on jewelry if you have some clothing, whatever it might be. And then when you're done, consciously, and I mean actually think the thoughts, thank you, love you, whatever it is, whatever those words are, and then, but now I'm in the present. So what will most likely happen later when I take off this jewelry is I will thank it. I will thank my body for asking to wear it today. And the thoughts of of it belonging to my mom can just be put aside. It doesn't need to carry on and linger. I don't need to have, nor do you need to have, an unhealthy attachment to whatever it is that you're looking at in the past that is causing difficulties today. So I hope that makes sense. I'm actually going to look at doing a show on grief because it is a fairly complicated topic and one that we don't offer enough kindness to from my perspective. So there's a little bit about it. So consciously know what you're doing, make the choices. And if you're being pulled and your thoughts are drifting, Consciously decide, do I wish to think about this now? Do I wish to visit this now? And if the answer is no, then stop. Make the choice and bring yourself present. There's a comment in the chat that says, wow, I'm realizing now that I spend a lot of time in the past. And I think most of us do until we until we don't. Right? It's part of our upbringing. It's part of the way the mind works. We're always looking for verification and validation of our beliefs. And the only way we can get that is by looking in the past. And then the trap is that you can get caught energetically in the past, preventing you from creating the present moment, setting you up for the future you would like to have. We do. We spend a lot of time in the past. And unfortunately, it's encouraged more than it's discouraged. So I am. Am I discouraging you from being in the past or thinking in the past? No, no, I get a no. What I am, though, doing is saying be consciously aware of your thoughts and the thoughts you're choosing to have. All right, I don't want to debate that anymore. Let's look at the future for a moment. When you think about the future, what happens? Do you get excited? Do you get like, oh, trepidatious? Like, how could that possibly be happening? Do you feel guilty? Like, I shouldn't ask for so much. I shouldn't be desiring or wanting that for my life. Does it bring up more doubts and fears? Like, how could that ever be? Or I don't see myself as worthy of that. So why would I be thinking that's something I would like to have? That's impossible to have. So like looking to the the past, looking to the future can also have like a mixed bag of entanglements there for you. Looking to the future is 
important. I'm a full, firm believer in looking to see what it is that each and every one of us would like to create for our lives, what we would like to have. I have lots of things that I would like to have in my future. When I would do the future work, often what was happening was, well, nothing was changing. I wasn't getting the future I wanted. Um, Aside from the podcast, actually, when I think about that, I thought about that one, as I've said before, for a long time before I actually made the decision that, yes, this is what I want, and I acted on it, and here it is. When what you were looking for for your future is not showing signs of coming forward, and it can it can come forward like like that. A miracle is there, miracles exist, they are real, and life can just totally shift for you. More often though, what happens is it's it's step by step, sometimes sideways steps, but you're still progressing along a path, uh, a direction that's taking you and is feeling good about taking you to where you would like to end up. When we have no sense of that, when we aren't aware that the steps we're taking are leading us to where we want to be, it can be because we're spending too much time in the past. It can be because we're not being present and honest with ourselves about what we would like. And it may also be that we're not asking questions. We come to a conclusion that that's not possible or that's just going to take 10 years. But we come to a conclusion of some kind instead of asking questions. Questions, anytime you ask a true open-ended question from that place of curiosity and wonderment, a question will change the energy that you're in. You will not change the energy that you're currently experiencing by asking a question that really was a statement and you just threw out the period and put in a question mark. That won't do anything. But being in that space of curiosity and wonderment and asking a question from that energy, you will shift, change, and open up a new energy for you to be in instantaneous, right then and there. It works beautifully. Asking a question is an amazing tool. So if you're not getting what you would like, you're not getting a sense of it, then are you willing to be truthful to yourself as to what is in the way of those future desires coming forward. To do that, you need to be present. To get those answers, you need to be present. So one of, um, an example. Okay, yes. Sorry, (laughs) momentary pause while I listen. Here's an example of, for me personally, I have my own business, very evident, that's quite obvious. Is my business where I would like it to be? No, in all honesty, no, it's not. Do I enjoy my business? Yes. Am I as, as successful as I would like to be? No. So when I would be envisioning what my business would look like, when I would be going into the future and experiencing what I would be doing, the stages I would be talking on and all these other aspects of my business that that I so desire to have and all the 
other ways that I see that I can help my clients and help people around the world. I wasn't getting there. I discovered that I was actually afraid of success. So if I was afraid of success, how am I going to be able to actualize that future that I was standing in and feeling and being a part of? I can't. I needed to be present. I needed the power of being in this moment and asking a heartfelt, open-ended question. Shifting that energy and then starting from scratch. I was afraid of success. Cool. That's not enough information. The work then starts to be what is underneath that? What is holding that thought process in place? What is required of me to do now? Now, I'm using generalized questions for you here. From human design, I'm a generator. And generators and manifesting generators, we're supposed to only ask questions that have a yes or no answer to them. So, and that is what I did, right? You know, and I would use the word truth before I asked my question. Because when we say truth, it's harder to lie to ourselves. And I found out a number of reasons as to why I was hesitant of having true success the way I was envisioning it. I was only able to do that by the power of being in the present moment, allowing myself to be vulnerable and truthful and not having a point of view about whatever answer came up. Just checking in, asking if that answer is true, and then what am I going to do with it? We are needing to go to our second break. So the power of the present moment cannot be uh, understated. It gives us so much information and enables us to move from past to present to future, but always able to come back to the present moment so that we have full empowerment as to what we would like to do or choose to do next. So think about that. I'm going to leave that with you as we go to our, our next break here on the Inspired Choices Network. Please, if you would like, follow me on all the different forms of social media. You can find, you know, Karen Leslie on Instagram, Facebook. I've got Twitter. I've got oh LinkedIn. You name it. I'm all over the place. And you can follow me on all these different platforms. Reach out to me. Ask me questions and we can connect that way if you like. And then, of course, my most preferred way is send me an email so then we can actually have a conversation as well. Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. All right. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you so much for being here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We'll be back with you shortly. Don't go away. All right. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. 
each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy you're here today. I'm, I know we're all over the place. We've, we've covered a lot of different topics in how to work with what's in our past, how to have the power of our present, and then even how it will affect us in our future. We have so much, okay, the only word that's coming in is authority. We do. We have so much authority over what happens moment by moment, day by day. You know, if we wish, yeah, and I've got actually a question in the chat room here. So, yes, if we are, if we want to visit the past or the future, that's fine. Consciously do so. Know that you are going to be going and visiting in the past and then make a conscious choice. I'm done and be consciously present. Doing things without the awareness of the choices we're making just gets us further entangled and makes it less likely that we are going to be able to achieve what it is we would like. I just saw, again, I know I've talked about this, but a, a clump ball of Christmas lights, whether they're for a Christmas tree or to put outside and decorating your home. But when you're, you're not consciously putting away your lights at the end of the season, watching how you are wrapping them, holding them, whatever it might be. Um, I see um, one of my sons is a musician. I see how he very carefully always puts away and wraps all of the cords that he has for his equipment. He's very conscious, very present. They never get tangled. They stay in good condition. They don't, yeah, it's just not a problem. If we take all of our lights and just bundle them up, pull them down, let them fall into a pile and then put them in a box until next season, when we take them out, they're a mess. The same idea with how you run your life. If you are just letting thoughts go randomly, Pickledy, pickledy, so words I'm hearing, there is an old one, all over the place. They get entangled. They get meshed in with other energies. There is a confusion between past, present, and future. There's no clear delineation for you. 
this is a huge wall. It's, it is a barrier that prevents you from being present, establishing what you would like to create, taking the steps to put it in motion, and then having, living, experiencing those future desires. I hope that makes sense. Consciously aware, choosing the thoughts you are thinking. Choose, I can choose to go back and think about my mom. And that's awesome. And I can pick a whole variety of different things to think about her. But then when it's time to move from that space of reminiscing, then consciously do so. And you may have to actually say, okay, I'm done. Thank you. I'm done. I am now present. I am now here. And make it that obvious for a while until you just feel the difference when you make the choice in your body. That can be really helpful. Be, hmm, be overly evident as to how you wish to behave and think so that your mind starts to recognize the new pattern. So it starts to recognize what you're doing. Now, a great way, too, for being present is looking at how are you starting your day? Do you have uh, a routine? Um, and I'm, I felt like saying morning routine, but I mean, not everybody starts their day in the morning, depending on the kind of work you do or just your body's clock, how things work for you. But when you wake up, do you have a routine that you do? Do you start your day within a certain energy or do you let it just go all over the place? Do you continue your day from the entangled energies of your sleep and your dreams? It's really, really helpful to have some form of morning routine that works for you. Now, I shift mine around a lot. I get bored. I get bored with doing the same thing. I don't get bored with the feeling that I have when I become centered and present. How I get there, yeah, that can change and that's okay. Currently, I do uh, a clearing for entities. Um, I'm quite aware, maybe is a good way of putting it, of different entities and their presence and things going on around me, and very much so during dream time. So I will wake up and I have a set routine I do to clear all of that, to set myself present, to make all of my energies clear. And I will like upgrade and infuse within myself what's required. Then after that, I am doing a guided meditation from the uh, Silva method. And it has a future casting element to it. And now I've worked with differently on how I am looking at what I wish for the future. Instead of it being images of what I think I'm doing or what I would like to be doing, where I might be, my circumstances around me, what a house might look like or where I vacation, I don't know, whatever you want. I'm currently focusing on how I want to feel. What attributes of Karen do I want to embody? What attributes does that future Karen have that I want to have in the present moment 
to empower myself in the present moment so I can achieve that future. That was long-winded. So an example is confidence. If I'm afraid of success, not so much now, but when I really recognized that I was afraid of success and when I recognized what I wanted to keep hidden that I felt couldn't stay hidden if I was the success I would like to be, then I needed to bring in those energies, those emotions that would work with that. So confidence was one. Believing in myself. Creating values and belief systems that work for me that were not necessarily the ones I grew up with. And I worked with all of these different energies. And I, I did trauma work. I did belief clearing work. I did inner child work. I did a lot of these things that were holding this way of thinking in both my thoughts, in my mind, and in my body. This empowered me to be more present. Yep, like I said earlier, I was had a moment of not being present and I broke that glass. And things like that will happen. I'm not perfect. I don't think any of us are and things are going to happen. But instead of looking at it as saying, okay, what's my lesson in that and going back into the past with it, I looked at that glass breaking and just like, oh, cool. All right. I saw that not in time. I was not present. I was not using my awareness in the way that I know I can. And this is what happened. End of story. I did tap into the entities because that's just one of my gifts. But you don't need to be, you don't have to do that to understand that you weren't present and an accident happened. To be present, and you could add into your morning routine or any time during the day, some of the things that we talked about last week. Um, you can go and listen to the show where it was talking about suicidal thoughts and then how I became a TV and radio host. But I talked about things like the butterfly technique. And for those of you on audio, my palms are facing me, my thumbs are connected, and the fingers are out to the side. And I just put them on my chest and I can tap. And as I tap, that helps me to be more present. It helps with anxiety, which is how I referred to it last week. This is something you can do for yourself to start your day or any time during the day. It's something I could have done after I broke the glass to bring myself back present because I could have gone into judgment. I could have beat myself up for breaking the glass. What's my husband going to say? It was his favorite glass. Like, what have I done? So when you go into that way of thinking, and that is past programmed thoughts that are coming forward, then there's things you can do like that. You can call in waves of kindness to help move that thinking out. Right? You can ask a question, a truly open-ended question out of curiosity to shift the energy. There's lots you can do. And I encourage you to practice and use all of these different tools so that you can get to the point where you just think up ah, and then you, you bring yourself present instantly. It's such a gift. There's so much power in being able to choose where you want your thoughts to be. Right? Like I said, you can choose for them to be in the past. You can reminisce. 
you can look at a situation and think, what could I have done differently? Then choose to leave it. Come present. Say something to tell yourself that you are being present, that you're choosing to be here. And the same process for when you want to look to the future. Right? Learning how to connect to your body, learning what is a yes and a no for your body is also extremely helpful and something I help people learn how to do all the time. It makes the world of difference in helping you become present really, really quickly. My goodness, another break. All right, this will be our last one. My challenge is going to be summing all of this up, wrapping it all up for everybody in our last segment. So you are here once again for an episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen with yours truly, your host, Karen Leslie. And we are here on the Inspired Choices Network, a place that you can find and tune in so easily because we are on something like 450 different platforms and smart TVs. We're everywhere. So you can Look for Inspired Choices Network on all of those platforms and find all of the amazing hosts. Or on each of those platforms, you can Google or do the search bar for Cultivating Kindness with Karen, and I'll pop up, and there I will be as well. So don't go away. We're going to tie this all up. I promise we're going to look at how to make this work for you in an easy fashion. So enjoy these commercials. Maybe give a little thought about to how often you are actually present, and we'll be back shortly with you. So don't go away. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're in our last segment of Cultivating Kindness with Karen today. So how am I going to wrap all this up for you? One of the things that I really want to make clear that I have yet to say just because I've been a little bit all over the place, so much information, is from my perspective, and I hear this so, so, so often, is I'm just going to let that go. Or I choose to release that. I choose to let that go. Or, nope, I'm just going to clear that, let that go. Or words somewhere like that. I used to do that a lot a lot for a number of years. And guess what? It really didn't work. It really didn't work. More from, again, my perspective and my personal experience is more needs to happen than just saying words like, 
I clear that, I let that go. I'm releasing that now. And then you thinking that it's actually gone. You will all have experienced, as have I, areas that you've worked on in your life that you think have been cleared, you think that they're done, you've done all the healing, come back. And they come back sometimes exactly how they were the last time you were working with them. Well, they're back because they're not cleared. Air quotes for those who are listening on audio. They come back because you didn't do the work. You tried a shortcut. You tried an easier path. You may have had some benefit, but for it to be long-term, my guess is it didn't hold. And I, I stop clients a lot when they say, when, I, when we talk, depending on what we're talking about, and they say, oh, yeah, okay, thank you. I choose to release that. Well, if you don't understand what is holding that thought in place or that behavior in place, and you get that thought change and you disrupt that thought pattern, just saying, I let that go, isn't going to do anything. The mind will totally ignore it and it will give you that thought again. Again, for me, you know, recognizing I was afraid of the type of success that I really have been dreaming about and just saying, oh, I let my fear of success go. Everything holding fear of success in place, I clear that now. Well, when I sit here and and say that and do that, energetically, I feel no different. When I do the work, when I heal the trauma, when I heal the thought patterns that are in place, holding that belief there, And those were beliefs that came from childhood. They're not ones, at least the ones I've been working with that I've recognized so far, they're not ones that started when I started my business. They went back much farther, much deeper than that. You need to do the work. You need to understand why you keep going to the past. What is it about it that's drawing you there? And it may well be comfort. It's familiar. It's okay to visit. As long as it's not causing you harm. As long as it's not causing you sadness, despair, hopelessness. If you're getting this type of emotion or experience from visiting the past, then my perspective is there's something there that's not helpful for you. You can heal a relationship with somebody who has passed on and be able to reminisce and visit their memories with you and not have to feel bad and not feel sad or despair. It's totally possible. I've done it. I've done it with my mom. We had some rough goes. I can think about her in a different way now. And it's cool. And I'm so grateful for it. But I needed to do the work. I didn't just say, oh, I'm just going to let that go. So that may upset some of you. And, you know, that's okay. And I know I'll be talking against a number of people's belief patterns and practices that you have. And, you know, what? that is also okay. I'm sharing my experience, what works for me. And that's the foundation of the work I do. What works for me, I share for you in hopes that it will help you. So if what I'm saying 
resonates with you, or even if it doesn't, but you're curious as to why you keep experiencing the same things over and over again, even though you may totally believe in what you're doing, then let's have a conversation. Most likely, there's something that I can help you with and help you see and understand some form of trauma or some thought pattern or something that's getting in your way that is keeping you going back, referencing things into the past, getting entangled in those energies again, keeping those past energies present with you. You can even bring the entities and the spirits that were with you at that moment, at that time, in the past, connect into them and bring them here with you as well. And that's one of the one of the primary reasons that you're going to be continuing with feeling sadness or, or any energy that's not uplifting and encouraging and empowering. So that is a ton to think about. Please get in touch with me, Karen, at karenlesley.ca, or find me in all those different ways on social media, and let me know if I can help. This is a very big body of work, and most often people cannot fully successfully do it on their own. I didn't. I got help. I had coaches, and I had energy practitioners, and I had people helping me with it because it's deep, it's vulnerable, and we often need an outside pair of eyes or somebody else's ability with intuition to tap into things that we're not comfortable receiving or seeing or understanding. None of that is a wrongness. It's It just is. And to work with somebody where there's no place of judgment, that you're safe and you can be vulnerable and they're there for your best interest to help you in the way that they can to their highest ability, then you have an amazing opportunity to visit the past when you choose, to consciously choose to be in the present moment now, laying the foundation and the steps for what you want for your future. As I've said so many times, everything we do from the neck up helps us from the neck down. And guess what? A big part of this neck up is that mind and that brain. So please join me next week as we talk about self-talk often lies. <laughs> Go wonderful. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.